This is Comet Picks by the Glick. Hey, I'm your host, Jason Glick. How you doing, Jason Glick? I'm good, John. Yourself? Oh, not bad. The, you know, it's Christmas time and all that. Yeah, and what better thing to talk about Christmas than the devil himself? The devil himself. Krampus? Yeah, I haven't seen that movie, but I heard it's actually supposed to be, like, you know, not terrible as far as, like, Christmas-themed horror comedies go. Yeah, yeah, and, yeah, horror comedy. So when somebody's like, what's that about? I'm like, well, horror comedy. You could throw movies like Arachnophobia in there and a few others, right? So it's basically of that genre. Yeah, but the devil we're talking about here is Daredevil. It's like Marvel. It's like Marvel's blind, blind attorney with radar sense. Oh, that was the Ben Affleck. Uh, he did that. <laughs> that was his one of the things that he did originally, right? Yeah, it's part he of the re- one of the things that, that seemingly drew a nail nail in his coffin in the year of like what 2000, 2005 along with um, Geely and uh, Paycheck. But hey, you know, it's like he came he came back and now he's bat now he's Batman. So, but still, I'm more looking forward to his next um, directorial effort. Still, it's like, you know, like everything's cyclical, and, you know, like, Daredevil has his ups and downs over the years. In fact, like, I, it's like, well, everyone regards, like, you know, the Frank Miller run as, like, you know, kind of the definitive thing, the one that everyone keeps coming back to. Um, Daredevil had a nice, um, big renaissance in the, it's like in the early aughts, um, after Kevin Smith took over, took over for, for an eight-issue run. Then, um, he was followed up by David Mack, see, and then... And Bob Gale did a run, and then Brian Bendis um, took over for um, for, like a, for a lengthy, it's like forty odd issue issue run that basically that stood as one of the best titles Marvel published while it was ongoing. And he like he just did a um, really really good character driven story about how Daredevil that centered around how Daredevil's um, secret identity was what was outed for everyone, but he managed to um, you know deflect it by lying to just about every to everyone denying it. And you know, it's like it's like and it, it's like and it kind of worked, but it also just you know made life hell for himself and it's like and his friends. It's like it was it was a ton of fun while it was going, but and then after it's like after it ended, well then like you you get the question becomes well, how are they going to follow this up? Ed Brubaker um, took a stab at it, and while the first arc he did, um, the Devil in Cell Block D, was quite good, afterwards, well, it's kind of like. What follows kind of like, you know everything I kind of don't like about Brubaker's tenure in the Marvel Universe in the sense that he empathizes more with um, with the villains and the heroes to, in the, to the point where it's like you know hey it's like you're just gonna see see um, this character suffer while the villains um, you know just um, run roughshod over him for most most of the run so by the time he left I was okay all right fine this is good we're gonna get someone new and then this that person knew was Andy Diggle of the Losers fame, and well, he kind of just drew drew Daredevil's life into even more, um, you know, pain and misery to the point where he was possessed by a demon, it's like, and you know, and killed killed Bullseye, or so we thought. It's like, and just did all sorts of bad stuff in the whole Shadowland event. Well, after driving um, Matt Murdock so far down into like you know the depths of pain and misery. Well, here comes Mark Wade, and to basically go, hey, you know, I'm not going to do that. I am going to do something that is just um, that go less um, angst and pain, like and pain driven than previous previous ones. I'm going to do my Matt Murdock is going to be someone who um, it's like who actually can you know, laugh about his situation, and you know, like you know, turn his back on all the pain and darkness that has come before. 
But the genius of of Wade's run is that even though like you know Murdoch is determined to be like a better, more upbeat person, he's not ignoring. He just didn't suddenly like chuck out all the stuff that had come before, all the stuff he had he has done like you know, with I'm um, being possessed by a demon, so and all that's still that's still that's still knowledge. I mean, the thing about Wade is that Wade is really good at using um. Con- um, continuity, it's like in comics, to in a in a fairly unobtrusive um, fashion, to the point where one of the fir- one of the key um, plot points of his initial run on dirt on this series was like involved like a bunch of like you know the mar- terrorist organizations of the Marvel universe, um, Hydra, um, Agency Byzanti, um, oh Black Spectre, and all these couple other ones that are like you know some of you've heard of, some of you have not, and how Daredevil gets this. Um, this drive made out of the unstable molecules of a spare Fantastic Four uniform and gets all this information out, like on their organizations, and he basically just you know, bullshits them into a stalemate while they try to figure out, you know, how do we get this information back? It's like it's it's kind of like it's a I mean, like you like he, even if you've never heard of like a lot of this stuff, Wade presents it in a way that is like both that is both accessible, accessible and quite a lot of fun. It makes it makes a lot of sense, and also. And even though like Wade doesn't um, like you know portray his run as kind of like a having a um, big point to it in the sense that you know I have planned this out you know from the very beginning you know kind of like Jonathan Hickman um, did with his run on Fantastic Four and Avengers it's like Wade's still really good at imp- improvising and just like you know spinning up new com- complications out of the it's like it's like out of the course of his his run I mean because like the it's like while well, the first first half is of his run basically kind of deals with you know the, the threat of of mega crime and also one of his old one of his um longtime villains um planning a uh like I'm like, solely um drawing the noose around Dare, Daredevil's next neck or really a target in this case it's like it's it's like it um it, it's still presented in a way that's both both fun and doesn't you know doesn't come off as overly ob- obvious or you know like feeling that we've we've been like that that we've been here before that we've we've seen this exact same thing before. It's it's like it's so it's always presented in that way that's both fun, it's like and imaginative. And it only becomes more so once um Chris Samney shows up um around issue eleven to become the regular artist on the series. And his even though his art um isn't isn't big on like, you know, exacting detail, it's got a, it's, it's it's like it's I Love using this word because, like, you know, it just covers so much stuff in comics. But it's but it's great. Cause it's expressive. It's like it's expressive. It's like it's got he's got really got a t- an eye for really cool. It's like for really talent layouts, and he's also good with telling telling the story, just letting you just like you know being able to follow the it's like follow the um follow the events of the the action from panel to panel. It's like in a way that you know keeps you reading. It's like no matter what, it doesn't get, let you get confused overall. It may not seem like a big detail. But it's kind of something that you know that you really notice, like when it's not done well. Samney does it does it really well. So you know, almost to the point where it's like you kind of like you're almost to take his work for granted. But you know, every it's like, but just you know, every issue he's on, it's great. But also, the series is graced by some great fill-in stuff from from Mike Allred in one issue, and also from see from Javier Rodriguez. It's like in a couple couple issues throughout. So throughout the run, it's like in fact Rodriguez also has some really um, stylish layouts. It's like in his issues as well, make that um, kind of show you, hey, you know, this series really has um, solid art. You know, like really from be- from beginning to end. It's like it's and it's just really really fantastic stuff overall. But like I said, even though like 
you know, Wade's Daredevil doesn't have a big overarching story. The um, like the, the little meta stories um, like Wade tells are still pretty fun. From the um, from the threat of the um, one of his longtime villains to to um, break his life, it sounds like you know we've you know hey, it's like we've done this before, but um, it's but it's actually portrayed in a, a, a it's in a way that you know once this um, person is revealed, it's like oh, wow, that's actually kind of cool. And in fact, um, it actually come, contributes a new villain, um, Icardi, who is basically like, you know, someone who, who, was, um, who was born through the uh, exact same accident that um, gave Daredevil his powers, except for the fact that, you know, um, this guy can see. It's like, it's, it's a clever thing. And, you know, even if Ikari isn't, you know, fleshed out as a uh, actual person, he's a good concept that, you know, I can see, like, you know, people like, you know, solely, like, you know, building on this guy, it's an anti daredevil. It's like you know, like later, it's like like later on, but also you know, like you've got this, you got you've got that arc, you got the mega crime arc, and then you've got um, like the sons of the serpent who in it's like who infiltrate um, like New York and um, eventually threaten to reveal reveal daredevil's identity unless he capitulates to their like you know to their demands. It's like then, um, but you know, daredevil does not do that. And instead, he um, basically reveals the worst-kept secret in the Marvel Universe. I won't tell you exactly what it is, but if you've heard that before, you, pr- you should probably know. That eventually causes him to move out to um, San Francisco for the second half of, the, like of, its, of his run. It's like, and where he mixes it up with, um, like with a hero, the kind of villainous hero named the Shroud, and one of his, old, uh, one of his other um, long-time nemeses, the Owl. It's like the, and it's... Like and he and again, it's like there's a lot of interesting stuff, stuff here. For like you know from, so from how Daredevil reacts to this like other, other dark hero and how he how like how the Shroud has um like has his own goals and trying to get back with his girlfriend, but he's you know kind of crazy and scary, and also like how the Owl has trying to get get on the, get on the edge of this um, this new uh you know, telecommunications thing that one's bum blown up in his face almost quite literally. And then um, it all culminates in a it's like in the final arc, which, as I mentioned in my review of the um, next most recent volume, The Daredevil You Know, well, the final arc is basically a big six-issue um, epic where it's like where all of Daredevil's secrets want to be getting broadcast to San, Fran- San Francisco. It's like, and it's, well, actually, it's kind of cool in the sense that you don't realize you're reading the uh, final arc until you're, you get halfway through, and then you realize that, okay, that you know, the one the one thing that um, Wade has been holding off on throughout the entire run is you know what when's Matt gonna come face to face with the Kingpin because you know Daredevil and the Kingpin they're all they always come they come to he- come to a head over every Daredevil run and um, it's like that's where um, the Daredevil you know left off with with Matt um, hopefully trying to strike a deal with um, with Wilson Fisk in order to um, in order to in order to save save the life of his friends and his it's like save save life of his of his friends really it's like and you know it's actually and while um he, he presents a compelling art in the the, the um, final volume the autobiography of Matt Murdock um Daredevil presents a compelling argument to um to Fisk as to like you know this is why um hey here's what I'm going to give you I'm going to give you you know the death of Matt Murdock and I'm basically going to be like under your thumb, like with with all this information, I'm going to give you, and um, it's and it's kind of funny. Like you think that you know, like would he like 
It's like, that's like, would he really go through with this? But at one time, but it's also a testament to Fisk that, you know, he sees through Matt's, Matt's argument and says, yeah, I, you could, yeah, I know what you're offering me. But at the same time, like, you know, you're just kind of like offering this to, uh, like, you know, to buy you enough time in order to figure out just how you would get out of this situation. And so it basically, it basically kind of leads up to a moment where it's like, where Fisk basically tells Murdoch, it's like, no, it's like, no, really, Mr. Murdoch, I expect you to die. So it's, so it's a fu- so it's a good it's a fun it's like thoroughly entertaining on um, final three issues that like in like in this final volume as it's like as Daredevil I want, um has to has to figure out just how to how to contest contend with this um, d- um desire just to just see him dead no matter what it's like oh and um you know another villain um comes back they come back to like see this see this done through as well and it's like it's and overall, it's like the, uh, aside from the fact that you know this sh- that this whole thing should have been, um, you know, a, a big nine issue collection. That, but uh, um, the autobiography of Mike of Matt Murdock, the final volume, is still a um, like a fitting wrap up to the series, and it's like and a worthy wrap up to um to Wade's run as a whole. It's like it's, it's like it I mean, even that those final pages where um Fog where Foggy Nelson has to um you know. You know, confront Matt, Matt about you know like all he's been doing over over the run. It's like he's just basically saying that, yeah, you know, it's like you still have like, yeah, we know you're kind of an idiot. You, you're kind of a you can be a fool at times, but you know, hey, it's like you're still you're still a good friend. It's like, and we and you have people who gen, who like who genuinely love you, and it's like, and it doesn't feel cheap or overly sentimental. It's like after everything that's come before, it feels it's like it really does feel earned. And yeah, let me just say that um, Wade has a great handle on Matt's partner, um, Foggy Nelson, because even though Foggy's always kind of like you know there for comic relief, he's like kind of the kind of he's kind of a bumbler. It's like always likes eating um, the most unhealthy, um, it's like unhealthy stuff you can imagine, like a Limburger and bake, it's like a bacon cake. Good God, how do you how do you consume something like that? But um, at the same time, though, like Foggy, like um, is still smart enough to know, it's like. Like to um to know like the the thing that will that will enable like Matt to um you know finally break like break the ca- crack the case wide open. It's like and he's also there to just, you know call Matt on like on, on a lot of the bullshit he pulls over the course of this run, run as well. Same goes for um for quote unquote Daredevil's girlfriend in this it's like in this run um d- assistant district attorney um Kristen McDuffie McDuffie. It's like it's it's like even though it's like she's kind of pulling the whole like yeah I. I know you're Daredevil, and like this is what everyone says. It's like she, it's like she wants to being a good foil who, it's like who can also you know like call Matt, call Matt on his bullshit as well, on his what, call Matt out on his bullshit as well. It's like and also just you know it's like proving be um fairly, it's like you know definitely capable on like in handling, it's like handling a lot of the danger thrown thrown at her. It's like in his own. Like on her own terms as well. It's like she's not just like a shrink, shrinking violet. She's actually very capable of standing up to a lot of the um stuff, a lot of the stuff the villains pull. It's like in the it's like in this run as well. In fact, there's a great moment in the in um, the Daredevil, you know, where where um she's being held captive by by a bad guy, and it turns out that hey, it's not one from Matt's rogues gallery. It's one from her rogues gallery. Some guy, a guy named the Lilac Killer, she put away. So. And it's also fun to see her, you know, finally take take the guy out on her, it's like on her own terms. So, like, so basically, um, Matt, um, Mark Wade's um, run on Daredevil, she's like the 
kind of thing you want to see from like every good run. It's like it basically hits all the familiar stuff that you expect from a super from from working on a superheroes um like uh, working on superhero titles like you know just like the hits the villains and like the kind of stuff you expect to see, but also um adds like some great stuff as well. So so overall, it's like like um wait. Like um, Wade's um, and you know, and Chris Samney's run has basically been um thoroughly entertaining from beginning to end, and like the re- and like it's also since it's the longest um run a single writer has had on Daredevil, it's like ever, and for good reason, because really it's like his, it's over over fifty issues, and all of them it's like are like are thoroughly like, are thoroughly entertaining. Um, my only concern now is that um, it's now. The uh, it's now being taken over. By, Daredevil is now being written by um Charles Soule and um illustrated by Ron Garney. And well, it's like it seems like this this first issue they've kind of gone back to the grim and gritty Daredevil, which you know is you know, yeah okay. I mean like that's Daredevil's always going to be like you know kind of kind of dark as well. But he's also like, we've also kind of like seen the behind this first issue puts a lot of stuff that um Wade took out of the bottle back in the bottle as well. I would be concerned about this except that um soul is also a very smart and um calculating writer like he's not the kind of guy who would simply throw out you know continuity just do what he wants i get the feeling that um that with his that with this new run on daredevil we will um, eventually have an explanation as to why everything from from wade's run you know has been you know kind of like just you know like um put away but still for what it's worth, um, Daredevil's, um, Wade's, uh, Mark Wade and Chris Samney's run on Daredevil, thoroughly entertaining, easily one of the best um, superhero comics Marvel has published, like in the la- last couple of years, and you can get it either um, in seven volumes under um, Daredevil by Mark Wade, or just plain Daredevil um, for, um, one through four. It's like, and it's also being, and you can also buy it in um, five, I believe, five hardcover volumes as well. So, there you go. Mark Wade's um, Mark Wade and Chris Samney's Daredevil, highly recommended. So, John, uh, any thoughts on your end about all this? So hardcover, huh? You can get in that yeah, one. Fi- five. Yeah, it's yeah. Marvel says tends to save the hardcovers um, for the stuff that they that um, that either sells really well or you know is is really that or is really that good. And you know, Daredevil. Well, it's like it's really good, even if it never. It never quite set the sales charts on fire, but it was still it still sold consistently well throughout um, Wade, Wade's tenure, which you really can't say a lot of other titles did. You know, during it's like like not actually not a lot of titles really sell consistently. It's like at at one level like the these days. So you know what? So that fact that Wade managed to pull pull that off during his run, it's like is kind of an achievement in and of itself. All right. Do you uh, know what you're going to talk about next time? Okay. Well, it's like it's we're getting to the end of the end of the year here, but I've got one. Um, I've got because my vacation from work is coming up. It's coming up um, quite soon. I've got one thing, one more regular podcast that I'd like to do that is going to hinge on me um, rereading something that is slightly less, not quite as long as Gantz, but um, more dense. As well, and you'll, if I manage to pull that off, you'll see that um, next time. Um, but um, after after that, though, expect um, best best of 2015. It's like in about 
uh, in about a month or so. All right. Well, we'll look forward to it and catch you next time on Comic Picks by the Glick. All right. Laters.